All right, we're holding, today's daf is daf mem daladam. We're holding at the bottom of mem gimel days by the two dots. So that's about uh, 12, 13 lines up. The Mishnah had stated that there is a knas chachomim, that if you, the evidence chayven mitzvah is a partial geiris, quasi-Jewish status, and if you do anything to uh, endanger that status by putting him in a matzah that he cannot do mitzvahs, so they penalized. First of all, there was three things that had to happen. The Ebed automatically goes free. Number two, the, uh, you have an obligation to pay to get, because the other Kachavim doesn't care. It's not going to release him. Number, and number three, once it's been released, the Ebed only had him financially, you have to write a get shikhr. And we said not only that, even if you sell him to a Jew, but you are living in it's also considered as you have lowered the level of the mitzvahs of this event. And also, we're going to see who's penalized. Is it the seller or the buyer? We'll see. We'll learn more. But, uh, with, uh, but, but, but what mitzvah is in violation? Uh, Raji said to say that the mitzvah of uh, living in Eretz Yisrael. Hazrit says the agricultural mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael. Either way, the penalty, there's a penalty that kicks in. So Tanara Bonan, the Gemara has the following Shiloh. It says like this in the Bryce, so we're going to see in a moment. The Bryce says, Lava Allah mina Ebed Kuchavim. Let's say, uh, you didn't sell the Ebed to an Ebed Kuchavim, but you used the Ebed as collateral in a loan. Alright? So use the Ebed as collateral in a loan. Kevin Sha'asa la Ebed Kuchavim Nimuso. The Bryce says something here that's going to have to be explained. If the Ebed uh, Kuchavim does what is his normal minhag, that which the other Gachavim are accustomed to do, as soon as he does that, Yatza Lecheris. Yatza Lecheris means the Knas kicks in and the Ebed goes free. I mean, let's just, let's just understand this for a moment. You would have thought that, let's say, okay, you, you made a loan and you used the Ebed as your collateral. You would have thought, bottom line is, who says that the Ovid Gachavim is going to seize the Ebed, right? You might still pay off the loan and then you then there's no question about the Ebed. So that's what you would have thought. But the Bryce says something, as, and we're going to have to clarify. As soon as the Ovid Kachavim follows his normal custom, the Knaf kicks in, the Ebed goes free, and, the, 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 and you've lost the Ebed. But what, what is that, what does it mean that he did Nemuso? What, what does that mean, right? So my Nemuso. So Amar Avuna Bar Yehuda Nashke. Nashke are very interesting. They used to have... A, a, a certain type of necklace that had an emblem on it that the owner by the the owner would show that this is my Eved by putting this on it could even be by, by Jews actually Rashi brings down the Chumash that, that our tzitzis is like us wearing this Nashki that we're Avodim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu but anyway the, anyway the point is but by the minute was as soon as an Evid was collateral, they would automatically put the this thing on him. Right? So the one of the assumptions right now is even before the loan has become due, by the fact that you've now allowed this Ayvakhovin to put this emblem, this Nashki on the uh, Evid the knas immediately kicks in, even though the loan is not due yet. That, that's what the assumption right now is. So what is it like this? But the problem with that is Mosiv, Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis has a question from the following, I believe it's a Brysa. 
Right? Is it Brysa? Where is this from? Right. From the following Brysa. Now, what, what, is, what is the Brysa say? The Brysa is dealing with, there is a Machlokis Tanoyim, whether an Ovek Yechavim who owns land in Eretz Yisrael, is his ownership of the land enough to be Mafkia, the Kedusha, of the land that he owns, and by being Mafkia, then that land would not be Chayav in Trumas and Meisters. All right? This Tana holds yes. Now, what the issue is like this. Let's say an Ovid Bechavim owns land. So that land now is part of him from Mises. Let's say he brings in an Arisus or a Chakirus, means Jewish tenants. He brings in that they're going to work the land. And there's different types of deals that they used to. An Aris basically gives a percentage. A percentage of the, means that he says a percentage of the crop is going to be my payment. If I make, or whatever I make, 30% is what I take home. So what the Gemara is going to say is the fact that he's getting a percentage of the crop doesn't turn the land into Jewish land. And therefore, there still will be a patur on Trumas and Meisters. And he says, and even if it's not an Arisa, let's say it's a Hakirus. Hakirus is different. A Hakirus is that I have to pay the farmer, I mean, I have to pay the owner a flat rate. Whatever's, whatever comes out, I blame, it's like, it's, it's much more, it's much more like, it's like a rental, so it's much more that I'm owning the, to a certain extent I'm owning even temporarily the land, because I'm bound by giving him a flat rate, a, a flat amount, irrespective of how much it makes or does not make. But we're gonna say that even in that case, it doesn't make the land Jewish owned, even temporarily, and therefore there's still gonna be a Trumas and Misers, and not only that, even if it's the same, same Jewish family for generations, have had that deal, it still doesn't turn the land into becoming Jewish-owned land, because, it's, and, and therefore it's going to be Potter and Trumas and Meisers. Now, so far that has nothing to do with what we're discussing. We're going to bring it from the fourth case. So let's see inside. So, what's the Rav Sheshit? Harisin, that's the Aris, Hakirus, and even if it's been Arisim that for generations, the Jewish generations of Jewish families have worked the land, it is still considered to be potter in Trumas and Meisers. Now the last case that we're interested in. The case was over here is that a Jew lent money to an Ovid Kuchovim. A Jew lent money to him, and the Ovid Kuchovim that has property, that owns his property in Chuslar, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, put that property uh, as collateral that if he defaults, the Jew now will take ownership of that land. Even though the lender, which is the Jew, has followed the custom of the Ovdei Kuchavim, whatever the Muso means, alright, it's still Petura Minamais, it's still Patmas. What we're trying to bring over here is this idea of Avdel and the Muso can't be wearing the chain that shows who the owner is, because that doesn't make any sense in the case of of our cases. In the case of the land. The land is not put a, what do you mean? You're not putting a chain on the land to show that, that makes no sense over there. Where it says, Naizal Gedaitak Nashki, that it's referring to a special chain that the Avodim wore to show who the owner is. Sadebas Nashki, who can a field wear a Nashki? Obviously, that's not what it refers to over there. So obviously, the idea they did their minhag has to mean something else. So let's understand what it means. Ella Amr Zman is what it means is like this. Now, the way Rashi explains it is that, uh, the, that by the Kuchavim, when they would, uh, make a, uh, a, a, a collateral, when they would make, put a collateral, 
they would put a, a document with a zman, which meant that by this date, if you haven't paid, automatically, automatically, the item that's under collateral would transfer over. By Yidna, it didn't work that way. It just gives you the right now to go ahead and seize it. You can go ahead and seize it if the person does not pay back. You have to give the person the option to pay back, and then you go and seize it. But it doesn't make it automatically yours. By the other Gechavim, so Aslanay Lemuso means it automatically. means we're saying right now is as follows, is that, and the one's going to ask it as a contradiction. By the Ebed, even though, I mean, it means like this, by the evidence, assuming right now, the fact that you put this man on this evidence, that this evidence now will become the other kechovins automatically, that triggers the knas. The knas is kicked in even before the date, the due date. The Right? That's me. So they might say, and by the land though, because the Chorah, if the land becomes the Jews, then the Chal should be Chayv and Trumas and Maizus. But for some reason, wasn't that going to But the fact that you put this man in, it doesn't trigger the Knas right away. There's a Knas, right? It doesn't trigger that you have to pay, uh, I'm sorry, not trigger. It doesn't create the situation that it's considered like yours right away because this man was put in. The one who wants to know what, what exactly is the difference. So one says like this, okay. So Amshesh is man, so Kasha is man as man. So how do you understand the difference between the two? Why in the case of the Evet, even though it hasn't, the collateral date hasn't, collection date hasn't come yet, it's automatically considered as if it belongs to the guy which triggers the, 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 the Shikhr. Whereas by the case of the land, even though this man has been put in, you're following the Musa of there we say it's still potter from Trumas and Mice. That's the worst question. So Moira says like this, what we thought originally is not correct. The, the pshat is, when does it become, trigger the knas by the case of the Evet of the Knani? It's not that the, uh, before the due date, it's on the due date. Meaning the date has arrived. So therefore the date has arrived, even though according to Jewish law, you still have to make a, a, a Kenyan on it, doesn't matter. We follow over here, this date has arrived, and you say that this now belongs to the other government, that triggers the knas. Why doesn't it work that way in the case of the land? Because it's talking about in the case of the land, even though you put a zman on it, the, to- the time of the loan did not arrive yet. So since the time of the loan had not arrived yet, it still hasn't officially become the Jews, and therefore it's still potter in Trumas and Maestras. Right? So what is it like this? So what is it? Why does the date that's on the document of the king, why does that trigger the transfer? In which case? With in the, the case land. of the land, With the land. Why because it's not because it's not the due date yet. The date hasn't arrived. You still can pay oh. off. You still have the option to pay off. The, 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 the guy can still pay you. By the case of the evidence that arrived. Now the one is going to ask. Well, in the case of the evidence that arrived, then what's the chiddush? And that's yeah. bullshit. If, if the law is, in the non-Jewish law, that you put his mind, it automatically becomes a, then it's like the, you, you sold him the evidence. So then what's the novelty over here? So when it says, Elagabe evidem, matas mane, tzatzrich alamema, what's the novelty of telling me that chiddush? I mean, it's, obviously, you now let him take this as part of the, 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 the law. Now he, he, he owns it. So then, of course, for sure the knas kicks in. Someone says, you're right. That's too partial. That can't be the Chiddush. In both cases, the document was written that the Eved, uh, that the, in the case of the Eved, that the Goy will be allowed to collect this Eved by a due date, which has not yet arrived. 
and buy the case of the land, the Jew will be able to take this land if the guy doesn't pay him. So now the Torah said, what's the difference? Why by the uh, case of the Evid, we view it as the penalty kicks in even before the due date, whereas in the case of the Jew, it's not considered to the owner before the due date. What's the difference? So when I said the the difference is like this. Listen to the big Kiddush as follows. In the case of the Evid, all right, what is the guy taking possession of if the due date will arrive? What is he taking possession of? Nothing, basically. What's that? Nothing, because he's done pulling the Evid, no? No, 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 no. The According to the deal, what is he taking the possession Evid. of? He's taking possession of the Evid himself, right? He takes possession of the Evid himself. In the case of the, 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 the land, what the Gemara is saying is over here, it wasn't done on the land itself, it was done on the payrus. It's on the payrolls. So now that's a huge difference. Why is it a huge difference? Because in the case of the Evid, selling an Evid to a guy triggers the Knas. Now, putting yourself in a situation where the guy is going to, the Evid is going to become automatically the guy, the Knas kicks in as soon as he identifies him as my Evid, even though it's not, it's before the due date. Kachomi said that's, that's as if you sold him as well, the Knas kicks in. By the case of the land, our question is, well, let it consider, because even if we do consider it as yours before the due date, the only thing we're considering as yours is the payroll. That doesn't create the Chiyav Atromas and Mises. For the Chiyav Atromas and Mises, it has to be that the land is considered yours. So that's how Rashi explains it. So the Chorah, there's a big chiluk between the two. So more it says, what kasha? One is, in the case of the Evid, the Guf of the Evid is viewed as owning, that triggers the Kanas. In the case of the, uh, uh, the, the, the land, even if we view it as it starts now before the due date, it's only the payrolls. Payrolls doesn't create a Chiyuv Trumas and Maizos, because it's, it's, uh, it's the land. That's one answer. Ebois Amos, you can give a different answer. The, different an- the answer is like this, is it was... It, it was uh, it was made, the, the way Rashi explains like this, is the way that the, uh, the, the, the deed of the loan was written is that it's not that the Evid right now is collateral or the land right now is collateral. The way it was written is that if the due date arrives, then you have a right to use the Evid as collateral. Well, then you have a right to use the land as collateral. But not that I'm right now designating it as collateral. That's the, that's the issue. So now, let's understand this. So take a look. So take a look at that first Rosh on the top of the Amen. So you put the Evid in Torm, you put aside either the Evid or the land to use as a collateral, but it was not actually taken by in the case of the guy, he didn't actually take the Evid yet, or in the case of the land, the Jew did not actually take the property. Had the Sada, the case of the Sada, Kigoyin Shalava, uh, 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 Kigoyin Shalava, Ha'ovet Yisrael, the other Kohavim, uh, borrowed money from the Jew, Amanash Imlo Efra Loy Lizman Ploni, that if he hasn't paid him by a certain day, you have a right to come and take this property as a mashkon to ensure that I will pay you. Alright? And it will actually, and not even more than that, and it actually will become your property. I Meaning, you don't have to wait for me to pay, it will become your property. Why is the property in this meister? So even though 
He's saying is, even though technically when the Jew takes it, it'll become his, but the Jew has not yet um. taken it. If he has not yet come and physically taken it, well, therefore well. it's part of it until he actually does, right? The Afal Gab, the mother's mana, even though the Zman has arrived, at the end of the day, since the Jew has not yet taken physical possession of it, no. And therefore, even if the Jew comes and takes some of the payrolls, but he hasn't actually taken the land, it's still be pturim in Does he have chazkala to take even Let's say he says, fine, take some and knock off a little bit of the loan, or whatever it is. I, I don't know what, it, but for my sir, it doesn't take, it doesn't have into Now, the Gabe Eved, Kihai Gavno, however, in a similar case by Eved, there can sue Rabbon Lisov. Abba Bishalem Mishkinah Ha'ovet Gechovim. Even though the Ovet Gechovim has not yet taken the Eved, because there the case was that he, has, he takes the Eved collateral, and he has now the right to take the Eved collateral. Adayin Nevertheless, the knas did come into play. Because the bottom line is, if you were to pay before the time arrived, no harm, no foul. The fact that you let the time of when the loan was due up, and now you've created a situation that the evidence at any point could come and claim that evidence as his, we already kick in the knas even before the Elvet Kuchavim has taken in. So we're saying is that, that the, the idea that you've now allowed an Evid to be subject to the authority of a non-Jew, and you didn't pay your loan, that's the same thing, right, as selling, and you've now, the Knaz is incurred. In terms of the case of the land, until the Jew actually physically takes possession of the land, it's still not considered Jewish-owned land, even if it's passed, the due date, and therefore it still will be potter in Trumas and Mises if the Jew will come and take some of the payrolls without laying claim to the actual piece of property of the land. That's how Rashi explains it. Let's go back to it. Tan Rabona. Gaboy Let's say uh, you had a situation like this is that the Evikhovin comes to a Jew. And it's not a case where the Jew put the guy, uh, the Evetuchavim up as collateral. A, a Jew owes an Evetuchavim money, and he comes to him and he says, listen, pay me. He says, I'm short cash right now. He says, fine, I'm just going to take your Evet. Forcefully. Forcefully, I'm going to take your Evet. Now, the question is, on one hand, the Jew's benefited because that now exempts him from having to pay the loan. On the other hand, he didn't actively sell the Evet. And he didn't even make the Evid into a mashkon to say, take my Evid from here. So the question is, the end result is that this Evid is under the hands of an Evid oh, Does that trigger the Knas? Or do we say it's an onus? In this case, it's an onus. Again, it wasn't that was, and therefore, does it trigger the, you know, the Knas would be the Shikhrur, paying out that you have an obligation to pay for him, right, a star Shikhrur, does it, does it, right. Now. Oy shalokhus sukrikin. Now sukrikin were there's during the time Rashi says uh, 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 very stark. He says the shashi saw mufkarin lahariga. It was a time where the uh, Gentiles who lived in that area, that Jewish blood was cheap, and they would kill at a whim. They would end up killing. So this fellow, these sukrikin now have uh, uh, broken into his home or have come into his property. 
and the only way he can save himself and his family, he says, listen, you know what? Leave us alone. Why don't you just take my Ebed? Alright? So he did offer up the Ebed, but Lechora, and Lechon is God only zoo. The reason he's offering up his Ebed is trying to save, save his, his life. life. So in such a case, does it matter, and oh, does the Knas still apply? Or not? So we have two questions. There was something that was done somewhat forcefully. The first one was, they seized the Ebed to pay off an existing Kho. The second one, he did it because he was trying to save his life. Yeah. Alright? Now. So let's see inside. So. So the Brayzer says the Pharis lo means what? That the knas we, we give him the, we give him we give him the benefits that it was an onus and it doesn't kill kick in the knas. Right now, you tell me that's the same thing even bechovo means I understand the second case where his life's on the line. The way he's using it to actually pay off an existing debt. You could argue that that's like a mechira. That's what I'm saying. And then we're going to bring a question like this. For Amina, I'm going to ask you a follow, uh, the question from the following. Now, the case over here is a, a, a Jewish farmer has tevel. Now, tevel, by definition, he has an obligation to separate 2% of that amount and give it Master. to the Kohen, to give truma, to give ice, right? Now, what happens if he goes and he... Uses it, sells it, or, or 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 uses it to pay off a loan, or whatever. There's a penalty there. You still have to give two percent to the kohanim because you can. We don't want you using your tevel to go and satisfy other debts or other obligations when you have an obligation to go ahead and give the kohanim, give the levium. So there's a penalty that kicks in. The case over here was it wasn't a situation where you did it willfully. The king shows up. Now, the more assumption right now is that there is, the king wants a certain, he wants income tax, whatever the year, right? And he seizes the tevel. King doesn't care if it's tevel. He seizes it. So now, 2% of your outstanding obligation is being paid off. So now, this is a case of onus. Yet, they're going to see. So, Haresh, Anta based Amela Gorno, he, he, uh, he attacked, seized his granary. In Bechovo, if it's been done because the king is trying to satisfy an obligation that the owner owed him, the owner of the Goran owed him, so then there's still the obligation of the Trumas and Maishas that he's obligated, so the penalty still apply, right? In the Anparus, Anparus is, means that he is doing this like at a whim, that there is no, then there's been no, uh, uh, pre-existing, uh, obligation to go ahead and do it. So in such a case, then it's a complete loss. Because even the, even the 98% of what was taken wasn't paying off anything okay. for the... So in such a case, then Potter Mila'asim. We're not going to add insult to injury over here. Is that in addition to you losing 98% of the stuff, you also got to get the 2% back. That's a complete uh, write-off and you don't have to pay anything. But the question is from the first case. From the first case, you see, even though it's taken against his will, we still penalize him because if it's paying off, you're paying off an existing debt, you're penalized for them. So why should it be different in the case of the Ebed? If the guy is seizing the Ebed as, as part of his chov, it should be considered a knas kicks in, the Ebed goes free. That's where the Mara's question. So Mara says like this, the difference is as follows, is that, that in the case of the, uh, of, of the, the, the Trumas and Maestros, in the case of the Trumas and Maestros, 
you are benefiting from the 2%. Let's say it is a $1,000, uh, there's $1,000, you're benefiting from something which you don't have a right to. You're like, let's say it's a $1,000 loan. So what's 2% on $1,000, right? Uh, $400, so what's a, uh, 4000 $4,000. Thousand dollars. It's twenty. Twenty. Twenty dollars? No. What are you talking uh, about? Two hundred dollars. Two percent is twenty dollars for a thousand dollars. No. No. Two percent from two percent of a hundred dollars is one dollar. Yeah. So twenty. Twenty. Oh, twenty. So let's say twenty dollars. I'm sorry. Twenty dollars. So bottom line is, you benefited $20. That wasn't your right to benefit. So that's why over there, there is still the penalty that you have to give it back to the kind of living. Here you're losing your evidence. You're not benefiting. What are you benefiting? You're losing the, from, from the thing that he's taking. You're not getting any benefit from the thing you're taking. You're losing the evidence that you have. You're losing it completely. Now, it's true. You, have, you don't have it. There's an existing loan out there that gets wiped out. But it's not a di- you're not directly benefiting from something that you had no right to get benefit from. So it says there's a big difference in the case. In the case of Trumas and Maestras, he's taking something from you, allocating it towards an existing loan for something that you had no right to, to get any benefit from. So you're being, you're nana from the moment that belonged to the Kohen, to the Levi. Here, the Evid was yours to use. It was yours. And he's taking away something. So we don't say, you, so where you're not getting direct benefit, where you're not getting a direct from something you had no right to get benefit, then we understand it's an onus and we don't, uh, so in even the case we sued as an onus, but still it's an onus that you're getting a direct benefit from what's taken. We don't allow, therefore you still have to pay the coin. But there's a difference in the case of the Evid. Everyone here, there's a chiluk between the case. Okay. When it says, Pasam Kamishtar that over there, in the case of the, uh, the, uh, of the Goren, you're getting a, you're being, you're getting a nana from something that you had no right to. Not in the case of the Ever. The Ever, it's, so therefore the class doesn't kick in where the onus is a situation where you're not benefiting from something you should not have been getting a benefit from. Let's go on. Toshima. Damara. Hamogor Abdul Farhang. You sold your, uh, Ever to a Farhang. A Farhang is a blackmailer. Now this guy is, listen, if you don't sell me this Evid, I am going to go to the authorities and I'm going, he's a guy that's able, he has, knows how to blackmail and create a, a lot of problems for you. So you know what? You want to, I'll sell you, I'll sell you the Evid. Yes. Right. Now, Yatsa Lecheus. Where it says at the end of the day, the bottom line is still selling the Evid to another Kechavim, even though you, he's giving you an offer you can't refuse. Bottom line is that the, the, the knas kicks in. So the Mara's question is that Lechora, why isn't this the same as when the Melech comes and uses, doesn't give you a choice, and takes the Eved to pay off your knas? I mean, to pay off your chol. Like, what's the difference? Why over there there was no knas, and yeah, by the Faran, there is a knas? So I'll tell you the difference. Is in the case of the uh, king, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. He's coming, he wants to get money, you don't have any money, he's taking your evidence. Here, you don't, in the case of the blackmailer, if you, you could go to him and say, listen, don't take the evidence. Take something out. Take something out. And the fact you didn't, that's why you get the knas over there. But that's not melech, we're talking about uh, sekrikon, no? For the evidence. No, the sekrikon we didn't have the issue with. There was partial, we understood. But I'm sorry, Gavah Bechol, I'm sorry, you're right. But the case where you took it as, as the Chol. 
There it's clear he's taking it because you don't have anything else to pay him with. So therefore, you didn't have the choice of giving him something else. The case of Pharaoh, doesn't say that you didn't have anything to... Uh, he, he's buying it from you, right? He's saying, you could have done trying to get... Hazem have a fire. You could have figured out another way to be Mephias him. For low PAs, so you're held responsible. Now, the, 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 the second view, the next few lines is going to come out the same outcome, just the way the first, the first member was, it was we contrasting it to the Brysa. Why in the Brysa, Gavah V'chayvoy, are you not penalized, and over here you are? So it says, Havalei L'fayas. Gufa, this itself, Amarava, Machar Evdo L'farhan, L'farhan Ovet Kuchovim, Yotzel L'cheiros. Why? The Brysa now doesn't, doesn't ask it as a contradiction, but because my Havalei L'may, what should he have done? Havalei L'fayas for L'fayas, because you should have been fayas, giving him something else, to make him happy and you didn't, so it still holds responsible, even though there's somewhat of an onus because you realize what these guys can do to you. Let's go back to it. Very interesting question. Let's say you sold the Evid to an Evid Gechavim, but it's only for 30 days. It's a temporary sale. Does the Knas kick in? What are the two starting on here? One hand, maybe the Knas only is if it is forever now, this Evid is not going to be able to do mitzvahs. Forever, right? But here... 30 days, I'm going to get him back, and we'll be back, and we'll be okay. Or the fact that you even allowed temporarily to him to be in a position where he's not going to... That automatically kicks in the knas. That's the question here. Toshima, come and listen. Now the more at this point understood that when you sell to the farang it's because they want it for a certain use, and you'll get it back later. So the more thought that that's also considered to be a temporary sale. And yet, still over there, there's a knas. So, should also be. That was the Havamina, that it's comparable. So, Yatzelacheris. And when it says it's not comparable, because the case over there is not that you're going to get it back. It's Enochazeris. But Enochanamun, if it would come back, maybe the knas wouldn't kick in. But that's still the Shiloh. All right, Mafra Chutzma Malachim. What does an answer that Shaila? What happens if you sell the guy, the Eved Kuchavim wants to buy the Eved, but he doesn't want to buy him to do work. He wants to buy him for stud purposes. This is a good looking Eved, stud that, that he should impregnate a bunch of his Shvachos. But he promises not to work the Eved. So what the Gemara is saying is, if he's not going to be working the Eved, the Gemara understands most of the Isurim or when the Evid has to work. work. But since he's, part of the deal is he's not allowed to work the Evid, so maybe there's going to be very few Isurim that he'll be over. So maybe the Knas no, doesn't kick in. So, so therefore... It's not going to be doing the malacha. So therefore, Raja says, Gufa Kanar Loi, Bavat Shalotishtabit Bo, Shalamakra Elilas, Sios, Lashibhoso, Livlados, Tahashalamakam, and Mitzvah, the Chal Shabbosos. It's not going to be Chal Shabbos and Yontu. Or let's say it was actually spoken out, that the, you, the deal with the other Kuchavim was that I'm selling him you, but you can't work him on Shabbos and Yontu. So, you're trying to protect that what? That he doesn't end up doing Averis. Or that Chutzmin means that the, the, the first one actually is not Shabbos and Yontem. That one is that you made a list. Except these mitzvahs he still has to do, and therefore the sale cannot void his rights to do them. Or Mahu. Or Chutzmin is Shabbos of the Yom Mahu. Alright? These are all questions because maybe in this case there should be no Knas. Why should there be no Knas? Because the whole point of the Knas was. To, that he should be able to do mitzvahs. In these cases, you're trying to protect that he should still be able to do mitzvahs. Or leger toishav. That name is different than Ovid Kachavim. A ger toishav is makabal on him, Zion mitzvahs, neinayach, he's not going to do avodah zarah. So if you sell the Ovid Kachavim to a ger toishav, maybe 
What? Maybe what? Maybe the knas doesn't apply. It's not the same thing as sent to a regular Ayyubit Yechavim. Le Yisrael Mummer, or the other way, what happens is not to an Ayyubit Yechavim, but it's to Yisrael Mummer, a person that is rebellious, that he does all the Averis, so the Chayra, whatever Averis he would have done by the Ayyubit Yechavim, so therefore does the knas kick in over there. Mahu. Le Kusi Mahu. Kusim is a shallow that Gerira Emes, Gerira Rias, but the problem is they didn't keep all the mitzvahs. So therefore, the bottom line is if you're selling to a Kusi, maybe that's just as bad as selling to an Ovid Bechavim or not. Right? So the one says like this, Poshet Miachada, out of all the Shilohs are going to be part. It says like this, Ger Toshev Arayuka Ovid Bechavim. Bryce says that a Ger Toshev is considered like selling to an Ovid Bechavim, right? Now, so therefore, but if it's a kusi and Yisrael mummer, I'm like a Yisrael, I'm like Yisrael. There's a machloikas concerning that. So we can be pushed for sure if you're selling to a, uh, to a Gertai shop, that's considered the knas kicks in. But if it's to a, 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 a mummer or, or a, a, a kusi, so obviously holding a kusi, even if it's considered like a yid, but he doesn't keep all the mitzvahs, is it considered like an over the Not considered, that already is a machlok, is two different shitas in this. What about the chutz mitzvah? That day, we, so we didn't answer those. We didn't answer those. Alright. me name of Ami. Eved shehipel atmo legayosis. We had this before, legayosis. We had the Eved ran away from the Adon, and he was, he, he got himself captured by uh, by an enemy army by oh I don't say enemy an army of Avdekuchavim right the Ain Rabbi Yochel now what happens over here the Rav goes over to the to the soldiers and he says he says forget it we're not letting him go Lo Bedina Yisrael it doesn't matter if you take us to a Jewish court Lo Bedina Avdekuchavim doesn't matter if you take us to a non-Jewish court we are not releasing this Eved Malushayitul is Dumba let's say they say to him listen we're not releasing him. But we're willing to pay. They are willing to pay. We're willing to give you some money for him. We're not letting him go, but we're willing to give. Now the Shaila is, if are you allowed to take that money? Because the Chora, if 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 you take that money, that makes it look like a sale. So it's one thing before you took that. You can't hold him responsible. But if he takes that money, that should make it look like a sale. If it looks like a sale. Then the Knas should kick in. So Amalei Rav Yirmei Lev Yisraeka, Puk Ayin B'Mechiltech, he said, go look in your Tanoic sources, go look in Tanoic sources, right, and tell me what the answer should be over here. Alright? So Rav Yisraeka went, Nafagdat V'Eshkach, Rav Yisraeka found the following b'risa, to Sanyo, a little bit different. There is a halacha, Loisachanein, there is a Tanoic sheet that says Loisachanein, is you're not allowed to give Chanoia to Oedek Yochavim, it's actually an Isser, to sell property or housing to Oydek Yechovim in Eretz Yisrael. You learn from Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to give him Chanoia. Now, and if you do, there's a Knas. So how about that, before we talk about that? He just said, they own it. There's nothing to do. If right, so you might be over the Isra. It doesn't take away that the transaction is still there. But over here is, the bottom line is, that it says Hamochar Avda Beisel Avda Kuchavim, all right. Dam of Asurin. The mother made a knas that that money becomes Asur. That's penalty for having violated the prohibition. Okay. Now, for Ove Kuchavim Shaanas Beisel Shlisol. Now, let's say you know, very often you don't get a choice. The Avda Kuchavim came and seized the property. 
And as much as the owners of the property come and try to get the guy out of there, it's not working. He can't get him out of there, not in a Jewish court, not in a non-Jewish court. But however, the squatter, the Ovid Yochavim, who's there now, says, you know what, I'll just cut you a check, right, and leave me alone. Are you allowed to take that money? Because we said that a mechira you're not allowed to do, and if you do, that money becomes usher. Here, you didn't sell it to him, but he wants to give you a check now. It's nothing you can do. You're not getting him out of there. Should you take that money? Can you take that money or not? So therefore, mutterly tell his damaf, not two things. You're first of all allowed to take it, and number two, you're also allowed to go to our cause. It means maybe he's only willing to give the money if you have a deed showing that you're making the owner. We're not supposed to go to the Kuchovim courts. In this case, you're allowed to even go to the Ovid Gechavim court if that's the only way that it's going to release the money. So therefore, you're allowed to go ahead and write the deed in there, Ovid Gechavim. You're saving Jewish money. Saving Jewish money, we allow you to go ahead and do. So even a Lechatchila, you're not allowed to sell him. And if you did, the money would become Oster. If you don't have a choice in the matter, he seized it, so therefore, you're allowed to take the money, you're allowed to go and get a deed written on it. So therefore, we want to now go back to our case. He ran away, you can't get him back, and they're willing to offer you money. What should be the ruling? Take your money and run. Take it. So someone says like this, but you could argue there's a difference. What's the difference? It's because like this, a house that a person owns, right, Chances are, you're not selling your house. They're going to assume they're not telling people that own five houses. People own their own property, they own their house. Jews will not generally sell their house because that means that they're not going to have a place to live. So the chances of that happening are much less and therefore maybe that's when they made a hetter that you can take the money if it was seized. Because people are going to say, oh, you're allowed to get... And they're going to sell their houses. Most people are not going to be able to sell their houses because they need a place to live. By an evid, you can do without an evid. So if you allow this Jew to collect the money from the Eid HaGechovim, in this case, people might say, well, I'm going to sell because you can do without your evid. So maybe, even though there's a leniency by the case of the maybe there's no such leniency in the case of the evid. So when I said, the deal of the Hanimili bias, the Kevin, the label it bias, because you can't live without a house. So also, there's when people aren't going to learn from that and all of it starting start selling their houses. That people can live without their avodim. So therefore, also there's when maybe you should be concerned they're going to sell their houses. I'm their avodim. I like, or maybe not. Maybe it is a good comparison, and you can collect the money in either case. So Shalach Luhu Rav Ami, so Rav Ami sent. They sent. I mean, basically, Rav Ami. They, I think the original Shiloh was. Who asked the original Shaila? It's Bami named Rav Ami. Rav Ami had asked the Shaila, uh, Rav Ami was asked by the Bnei Yeshiva the following Shaila, and now this is his response. That was the original Shaila. Can you take the money for the Ebed or not? So Shalach Lohu Rav Ami. Rav Ami sent back to them. Mini from me, Ami Bar Me, Ami Bar Torah Yota Lechol Yisrael. Hopefully the following ruling will go out to the whole of Klal So This would be the acceptable ruling for the whole Klal So What is the ruling? Eved Shehipel Atma Legaisa is our case, where Eved cast himself to the Ejdukachov and allowed himself to be captured. And no matter what the Jew tries, Jewish courts, non-Jewish courts, doesn't matter. You're allowed to take money from them and write a deed in non-Jewish courts. Because that's considered saving Jewish money from their hands. And therefore it's not in violation and you're allowed to keep the money.
Same as the house. Same as the house. Amr ben Levi, Hamechur Avdalev Gechavim. The Rabbi Shulben Levi made the following statement that if a person sold his Evid to a non-Jew, to an Evid Gechavim, so we said the Evid automatically goes free, but not only that, two other things. Number one, you have to go ahead and redeem him. And number two, you have to write a Shtar Shichur. So it says over here, Now we're going to learn this, the way Rashi learns. It tells us some difficulties. Of, we're going to learn like Rashi. You have an obligation to redeem him. Now the way he said, even a hundred times the price of, the price of what the Evid actually is worth. Mm-hmm. Now, the way Rashi learns, it's not just an exaggeration. And therefore really... We understand it doesn't have to be a hundred times. The mere means you have to pay more than the Ebed's worth, not a hundred times. Or maybe no, when he says a hundred times, it means a hundred times. times. So Toshima, come and listen. There was a similar knas, the one is comparing the two. You're not allowed to sell the Hemagasa to Ebed Kechobim. Why did they make a knas you're not allowed to sell the Hemagasa to Ebed Kechobim? Because we're afraid if you sell a Hemagasa, that's large animals that are worked field animals, that they're worked, so then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to be either leasing or lending him. And when you lease and lend him, it's still Jewish-owned animals. If he works them on Shabbos or on Yontiv, you're in violation. It's a simple shot. And therefore, it was like Zera. Don't sell because you might come to lease or, 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 or lend. All right? Now, the halacha over there is what happens if somebody does so it says like this. So Toshima, the Amresh Lok, Kishamokar Behema Gasal Ovid Gukhovim, if you sold your large animal to a domesticated animal to an Ovid Gukhovim, Kaintan Aisa ad Asara Bidameya. Now he said until ten times. So he was asking, so we see Amresh Lokish, the fact that over there it's only ten times, must be that when Rashuban Lady used the expression a hundred times, must be what? It was no no no. No, it was an exaggeration. Oh, okay. Because since they were more than being mashed with the two scissors. So you see, when Meshulaki said, said ten times, must be when Shubin Levi said a hundred times, it doesn't really mean a hundred times. You don't have to do more than ten times. That, that's what the Gemara is trying to say. So Gemara says like this, but maybe there's a difference between an Evid and Behemoth Gasa. What's the difference? The Mashani Evid, because by an Evid, if you sell your Evid to Evid to every moment of the day he's subject to doing Averis. Seven days a week. You could have, you're putting on a matzah, and maybe their talk, it should be a hundred times. When you sell your behemoth gasa, mm-hmm. right? So it's a, only, it's a zero. You might come to lend or, or, or lease, and even then, only on Shabbos and only on the, 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 the level of how many averus are being committed are much, much less in the case of the animal than the case of the So maybe that's why it's not a hundred times, but maybe by the Ebed of Tafka, maybe it means a hundred times. Tilmashani Ebed, the Kol Yoma, the Yoma, Mafkaleh, the every moment of the day, you now have been Mafkir him from mitzvahs. All right? So therefore, that's the first one. The first question, the first question, we're going to have two versions here. The first version is, by an Ebed of Shubalevi said a hundred times, we asked, is it a, a, a exaggeration or not? We said, well, by a Behemoth Gasa, Rabbi Shubalevi said it was ten times. Must be that it's, that's an exaggeration. Or maybe not. The one that's pushed back is maybe that makes sense should be more times because, because it's more, there's more various involved. Ikad Ami was another version of this. Amr Here he said ten times. By an Evid it's ten times. So what is the Dabdalabdab? Again following Rashi. The question was is that understated? 
Meaning, he said up to ten times. What he was just trying to say means that there, it could even be a hundred times. He was just trying to say you have to pay multiple times. And the Tav Davka ten, if it's more than ten, you would also have. Means is it an understated, as opposed to being exaggerated, maybe it's being understated. On that, Hashemad, I'm Rabbi Shlok, is Lokish, Hamokar so uh, this version, Rish Lakish said that by a behema, it's a hundred times. Well, now Rish Lakish said by a behema, it's a hundred times. Then must be in the case of Eved, when Rish Shulbin Levi said ten times, must be understated. It could even be a hundred times, like the case of the behema. That means like this. So Mora says maybe not. Now the Mora pushes back the other way. Maybe an Eved, Shani Eved, the Lohadar, the Hodalei. The Mora says like this. Maybe you know why we're more strict in the case of the behema than we are in the case of the Eved. Because in the case of the Eved, what happens when you pay for him? For the Eved? What happens when you pay for the Eved? He becomes Jewish. You don't, no, no, but you don't get him back. Right. You have to pay. means to add insults to injury, I have to pay for him, and I don't get him back. In the case of the behema, if you go ahead and buy back the animal, you could keep the animal. So when it says, therefore, maybe in the case of the behema, where you can still keep the behema, they penalize you more than in the case of the Eved, where you're not able to keep the Eved. He goes free. Yeah, that's the most question. So what it says like this. It says the Gemara is time of my... It says like this. Where's the place? Ella behema time of my... Maybe I'll tell you... No, that's not the place. Um... Shiny Eved, the Lord Hadalay. Says more made by Eved, the reason we're more strict, because, uh, I must say, we're more lenient, that it's only ten times, is because by the Eved, you're not getting him back, as opposed to what? By the Behemoth, you're getting back. Says more, that makes no sense. Because, like this, okay, let's say you're right. Let's say by behema there's a leniency, you can keep the behema if you go and buy it back. By the Eved, you can. So the discrepancy between them should be one is eleven times. You have to pay 11 times more, and why don't you be 10 times more? Why should the difference be 90 times more? Uh, I mean, one's 100, one's 10. If that's the only reason, that doesn't explain why there should be such a, 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 a gap between the two. So why is it like this? So the behemoth, time of mine, what's the reason by the behemoth? The hadrolate, because you, by the behemoth you get it back. So the context, fake hadrolate, make it one, make it 11 times. You have to pay more, because you're going to get him back. Right? That must be a different reason. So, Ela Eved, Milsa, Deloshchicha. Morris is like this, because at the end of the day, an Eved, it's not so common that a Jew is going to sell an Eved to an Eved Yechov. It's not as common. And therefore, since it's not as common, they did not feel the need for such a great penalty. Animals, that's regular commerce. So, animals, what? There, the... Uh, so that, that, that happens much more often and therefore they felt that the only way to stop it from happening is to make a much greater penalty than they did in the case of the Evan. But, uh, but by an animal which is Shriach they made a much higher grade. It's a little bit different than the way we use Muslim usually we say that there's no Zaira at all. Here there is it's still a Knast but it means it was more of a muted, more of a limited Knast than the case before. Let's go by to Ba'aminei Rav Yirmi Rav Yirmi Yeshiva Esra Rav Yirmi Rav Yirmi Rav Yirmi Rav I'm sorry, by Minei Rav Yirmi Ravasi. Rav Yirmi asked Ravasi the following Shiloh. Mokhar Abdo Vemes. Interesting question. A person sold his Eved to an Ovid Kuchovim and then died. Now the question is, the, the owner, the owner, the Knast does a transfer to the Yarshim. Are their Mechuyiv now for the estate money, obviously, not with their own money, but do they have to go ahead and 
pay and get him released or whatever. Or second, listen, that was my father, and we don't have to do that. So when it says like this, Mahu. Mahu Shaikhnasu is Benai Akhrab, his son after him. Does his son get the Knas? Now, the Mormon says like this, there is a parallel situation, you could argue. The case is as follows when a person has a firstborn animal, a Bechor animal, you have to give it to the Kohen. Now, the Kohen has one of two options depending on the animal. If the animal is unblemished, he has to schlep to Yerushalayim, bring it as a korban. He can eat the korban, but he has to schlep all the way there and bring it. If the animal has a mum, then he can just make a backyard barbecue and he can eat it. Now, there's a big Yetzirah, Chachamim saw for Kohanim. They're given unblemished animals. What's the big Yetzirah? They find the mum. Go ahead and, 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 and snip the ear a little bit. Go ahead and do something. Now it's a mum. Now it's a mum. But they made a knas that if we have evidence that you made the mum yourself, you're not allowed to shech the animal. So that's a knas. You're not allowed to shech the animal. Right. So the question is, what happens if the Kohan did the mum and then died? Right? The question is, does the knas transfer the children? So you might think that's a parallel scenario to our situation. So whatever the ruling over there was, it should be the sure. same thing over here. So now, Imtim Tzaloman, if you want to say, what about the case of Tzaram Ozen Bechor, that the person went and made a mum in the ear of a Bechor animal, the mace, and then the owner dies, the Kayan died. Kansu Beno, Akrav, the children are also not allowed to shecht it. So, Akhari, what do you see? You'll see them uh, only. But it's not a, not a, but a, you, you could argue as follows. He says, there the father did an Isra Daraisa. Father did an Isra Daraisa. Here, at best, he only did an Isra Darabanan. What was Isra Darabanan? He sold. sold. There was a no. You're not supposed to sell the evidence, but it's not a dibay yadaim and isidaraisa. So maybe there it transfers because it was an isidaraisa. But here we only did an isidarabara. Maybe it does not necessarily transfer. Someone says no. Bishum the isidaraisa he abalachu. It's only an isidarabana. The father was over. So therefore what? Maybe it doesn't transfer over. Ah, maybe you're going to ask him for another case. What about, there is a, it's a deraisa. There is a deraisa that says like this, that you're not allowed to do certain work on Cholamoy. Now, it was given to the Chachamim to determine what malochas you could do, what malochas you cannot do. Now, there is Dovra Ovid. Dovra Ovid means if you're going to lose a lot of money by doing this malochah, they allow, the Chachamim said, they have the parameters, one of interesting malochahs, the raisa given to the Chachamim to calibrate, to determine exactly. But if they consider something a Dovrahavid, you're allowed to do it on Cholamoy. But this guy is a Chachim, this guy left all his work till, till Cholamoy, making it into a Dovrahavid, and I have a Dovrahavid, the Chachamim made a Knas, that if you specifically timed the work to make it go, then even though it's a Dovrahavid, you're not allowed to do the work. All right. Now, the fact that he left it all till Cholamoy, that is only at most an Isidrab. There's not an Isidrab, it's like violating a rabbinical, but it's not a day rice, right? So, 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 and what happened was he died. Come the Yarshin, they inherit the, and Cholamoy, they have all the stuff. Are they allowed to work it or not? Now, that would be similar to our case, you could argue, because in both cases, it's not a, there was no rice a violation on the father, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to see it's also not exactly the same either. So what it says, actually, as follows, as Mara, let's see, Imtim Salomar, Kiban Malachta Bemoed. Somebody, Kiban, Kiban means he, uh, arranged it. He had intent to leave it. He planned it to come out on Cholamoed. The mace. Low concept no Akhrab. His charming is allowed to work it. Right? But still it's different. Why? Because the, at the end of the day, the person who didn't do the work, so it should pile up, he really didn't do an Isser. The Isser would be when he does the work on Cholamoy. But at this point, he really didn't do an Isser. The guy who sold the Eved 
So the Avodah didn't act of Isser. So therefore, maybe, when do we say the Knas doesn't go over is if the father didn't actually do an Isser, which is like the case of Cholomoy. But yeah, where the father actually did, maybe the Knas should go over. So from the two cases, from Tzorom uh, Ozen and from the case of Kivan Malachto, that doesn't answer our Shiloh. Bishum de lo avadi sura, but ha chamai, that he day consumed. He said the knas is specifically on the father, but the knas is specifically on the father, the father dies, and what should be the outcome? Should be no knas on the child. The child does not have to go ahead and pay the money for the evan. But consura bonum, for halesin, in this case it doesn't apply to the child. Ojemal mamona consura bonum. Maybe it means like they put a lien on his, when they make a knas, they put a lien on your assets. It's a knas on your assets, and if it's a lien on the assets, then they have to pay when the father dies. Vaha'i said, they'll ask it to you. So that was the Shiloh that Rav Yermia asked Rav Asin, right? So now, comes along Rav Asin, what did he answer him? So Amalei Rav Asin answered, Tanisuo, the Chora, this is a, a Beferusha, uh, I don't know if it's a Mishnah or a Bryce, so where is this? Uh, right, it says as follows, like this, that on Shemitah, there's certain malachas maloch, you're not allowed to do on the land that are deraisa, and there's certain malachas you're not allowed to do are derabonim. Now we're going to see if you violated deraisa malachas, then motzi shmita, you're not allowed to right away benefit from the land. You have to wait enough time that whatever benefit you did wrong goes away, and then only then can you use the land. But it was only an issue derabonim that you violated. Don't then, then you don't have to wait. That's the rule over there. So now, Sadish and Iskavtsa Beshvias. Iskavtsa comes Oshan of Kotsim. You remove the thorns. You remove the thorns, Beshvias. Alright? That's only an Isidurabon. It's not like plowing. Plowing or fertilizing, I should say, is like plowing, where you directly Enable the benefit of a thing. But removing the thorns is only, you're not supposed to do midrab bonum, so therefore motishmita, you can use the land right away. So niskavta vishviyas is rather motishviyas. Nityavo, nityavo is that you fertilize, or nidaira. Nidaira is also a form of fertilization. They would bring animals and pen them on the land, and the, uh, the natural byproduct of having the animals there would be what? That it be fertilized. But either way, it's a form of fertilizer, which is a derisa of Shvi'as, Rashi learns, so it's a derisa. So therefore, lois Israel and you can't benefit from it right away in Moetzishvi'as, because that would be benefiting from an Israel derisa that's done on Shmita. Now, we have the following tradition, let's say that there is a derisa that was done, it was fertilized, and then what? And then the father died, right? Beno Zora. The child is allowed Motishmita. We don't penalize the child. He's allowed to go ahead, even though there was an Aksa Veira done. Now that's a Daraisa that was done, and still we let the son allow to go ahead and do it. You see that even on Daraisa, the Knas is on the father, not necessarily on the child. So Kalvachimer in our case as well. We have another tradition that we have received. Allah is like this. If I walk over to my friend's parents that are Tahar, and I put a sheritz on it, alright, I make a tummy, I cannot charge him in court. Why? Because the Hezek She'en a Nikr. Because the Hezek She'en a Nikr, you cannot make the person pay for a Hezek She'en a Nikr, even though you're not, uh, you're not one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim, but Lamaisa, financially, there is no recourse. So like this. So I'm Rabbi Naktin and Timei Taharosho Chaveiro. Now what they did, they they the uh, they, they did the Chachamim came along and said, even though you're not high of the Raisa, they made a knas. 
They made it Rabban and Knas that you have to pay. So what happened over here, this guy then, when he is Matame, his friends pay us on purpose, what is going to be the result? With Rabban and he has to pay a Knas. Now what happened is the mace. So the question is, does the estate now charge the sum? Have to pay. The loy They did not make the knas. Now why? Because at the end of the day, what the father did was not an isidaraisa. The father did not really do it. He did something that's not considered, it's considered not in, in, the, in regular Torah law, it's considered to be a meaningless act, lamaisa, in terms of hezek. So therefore, in such a case, they did not transfer the penalty to the son. So therefore, lo kansir rabbonin achra maitam because hezek shein and nicker in a Torah is loshmei hezek. Knosad rabbonin he. So therefore, liday kansir rabbonin they only penalize the father. The lebrei lo kansir rabbonin they not penalize the son. All right, oyla chutzlaaretz. We said that if you sold your evet to chutzlaaretz, even if it's to a Jew in chutzlaaretz, by the way, that penalty kicks in. Yeah. To another Jew, right? That ever goes free, but Sarah gets Shikhor. Now, who has the right to get Shikhor? The seller or the buyer? The seller. No. Because what? since you sold him to the Jew, the Jew now owns him completely. So the buyer is the one who has to re- release him. The seller, there's a penalty. But in terms of who owns him, the one who owns his Isser is the one that has to let uh, him go. Not so the buyer, the buyer, the buyer, it's not, not like that I You saw him the other The buyer is the one who has to. So it's hard to get Sheikh or Mirabo That the penalty only kicks in sometimes. Sometimes it does not kick in. Now, what, what, what do you mean? Kate said, what's the case? Let's say the way the document was deeded, I, Ruvain, am selling this to a Turkish Jew. to a Turkish Jew. Now, the fact I'm calling him a Turkish Jew, says Rashim Gamalil, that doesn't necessarily mean that he plans on taking here the Ever. Therefore, you don't say automatically is a penalty and the Ever goes through. Now, she says, and even if you'll take him out, you can say it's only taken out temporarily. He's going to bring him back right away. So it's still not considered to be a uh, violation. That's what Rashi throws in over here. So therefore, lo yotzah. But if you said, l'antuchi, to the Turkish Jew, to Antuchia that lives in Turkey, then yotzah, that's when the knas kicks in automatically. Even before he leaves, automatically the evidence goes free and you need to get chint, etc., etc. That this ruling of Shemang Galil seems to directly contradict the Bryce. About time we learned in the following Bryce. This Bryce says, if you say, I sold him to a Turkish Jew, Yotso, he does go free right away. But if I sold him to a Turkish Jew that lives in Lod, which is a part of Eretz Roll, then he doesn't go free. This Bryce directly contradicts because this Bryce says, the only time he won't go free, he said it's to a Turkish Jew who lives in Eretz But if you said, I'm just selling to a Turkish Jew, you have to assume, that he's, he's taking, and then he goes free. That's arguing with Rashim Gamliel said before. Then it's Lod Yotso. Where's Lod Kasha? Where is this Turkish Jew living? If the Turkish Jew owns a house in Eretz then if he said, I'm selling to a Turkish Jew, the assumption is, he's not taking him, he has a house. But let's say he's staying in a hotel. He's only in a hotel, he doesn't even own a property. Then when you say to a Turkish Jew, you should have understood that what it means. He's going to take him abroad. That's where his yachts are right away. All right. Boy Rav Yirmiya. 
Then Babel Shenasa Isha the Eretz Yisrael. Let's say a Babylonian married a Jewish woman in Eretz Yisrael. Now, there is, when a woman gets married, she brings into the marriage, there's Nixley Malug, which we talked about, and by the way, with Nixley Malug, she actually owns the asset completely. The husband has the right to the use it. And, and the bottom line is, she takes it with her when, when the marriage is over. Yeah. There's Nixley Tzon Basel. Nixley Tzon Basel actually is a question how it works. But Nixley Tzon means ironclad. Ironclad means she's bringing it in. She's bringing it into the thing is that he can go ahead and use it, whatever it is, but he should know that anything he depletes from the asset itself, at the end of the marriage, he has to uh, pay whatever it was assessed for at the beginning. That's why it's called ironclad. She's not going to take a loss on this. He can use it, but any depletion, any loss, he's going to have to make up the balance. Now, there is a machlokus. Let's say it's worth the same thing at the end. And he says, I like it, I'll pay you for it. Can she say, I want it back? Or does she have to take the money? There's a machlokus on the Nixit Son Barzo. At the end of the day, she's getting her value. But can she say, I want the actual... Uh, now, the question, the question is going to be, it's not going to be less. Oh, Same value. But I want, I want the actual thing. Or can she say, uh, 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 or, can, or can force to take the money? Now, the Shiloh over here, let's say the Nixit and the Lug included, I'm um, the Nixit Sambarza, I'm sorry, the Nixit Sambarza included Avrezim. And he's planning on moving to Bavra. So therefore, if she takes it herself, it doesn't go free. But if it's viewed as a sale, she sold into a Babylonian, the Evet should go free. So how do we look at the Nixit Sambarza? Right, then what is this? So therefore, and included in the Nisit Sambazo was a major of a Jewish, a non-Jewish, ever Canadian Shvachos, but died to Lazar and he intends to go back where? To Bavo. made it clear, I'm going to Bavo. Mahu. What's the din? So when it says, this could be asked either way. That this could be going like the opinion that says that she can demand it back. When the marriage is over, she can say, I want the Evid back. I want, it, I want to keep it. I don't want you giving me the money for it. I want the Evid. Alright? And to buy the manda dinimo. And it can even go like the opinion that says, no, he can't ask for the, uh, that she cannot ask for the Evid. She can say, give the money. Either way, you can ask our Shiloh. Let's see. You can ask the Shiloh according to what it says that the din is with her since it's considered like hers because she could get it back it's considered all the way through like hers and therefore it's not considered like a mechira it's not considered a mechira therefore it wouldn't go free or Dilma but at the end of the day since the caveman did Meshavit lay that during the marriage he has a right to use the Evan for whatever he wants to use the Evan therefore it is considered like he bought the Evan and therefore the Evan should go free so therefore Meshavit lay the pay can use the Evan for whatever payers he wants get a me. But and and you can ask the Shiloh that where he could demand it back. I mean, you could keep it and pay her the money. You could still ask the Shiloh why came because at the end of the day, since he can give the money for it and keep it, it's considered like a mechira. It's considered like a mechira. Then there's a knas should kick in. Since he doesn't own it right now until the end of the marriage. You can't buy it until the end of marriage. It's still not considered mechira until the end of the marriage. Because right now it's not considered mechira, and therefore the knas wouldn't kick in. Because he does, I mean, until the end of the marriage, it's still considered like hers. Take with the marriage of Shiloh remains unresolved.